What if I told you loving yourself could change your life? It can, and I know from experience. I'm Lo, and this is the Love Yourself Inside Out podcast. Everyone is worthy of self-love and guilty of letting others develop narratives about you. It's time to shut that down and own your narrative. Let's cut out the negativity and let yourself shine. It's never too late to love yourself inside out. Hey, listeners, welcome back to another episode of Love Yourself Inside Out. It's me, Lo. Okay, I totally have to get into this. So I'm kind of geeking out on this thing called human design. Not sure if any of you have ever heard of it, but it's the study or like a theory uh, that kind of shows you who you are, and how you are. So it's really a tool to help you learn about your true, authentic self. And you know, I'm all about being authentic. That's the only way I can do this podcast, is to truly just be me and let, I don't know, all my stories out, share everything with you. So I'm all in on the self-love journey. I've told you that it's kind of been my entire life. Before I even realized that I needed to do this podcast or share my stories like in this kind of a format. I've been sharing stories and talking to friends, giving advice for as long as I can remember because I've always felt compelled to help others, I don't know, not have to go through it the exact same way or maybe give them a way to think about it so they're not stuck in the same cycles that, you know, I've been stuck in or feel like I've gotten stuck in over the years. So here I am you know, trying to really understand who is this person? Who is Lauren Jones? Lo, as you know me on the podcast, you know, what am I here to do? And it's like, I told you I tried other things in the past. Like I tried Breaking Glass Girl and it didn't resonate. And, you know, I went to grad school to see like, do I want to go further in my, you know, professional career and really like grow into like this VP or do I want to like dominate a company that way? So I've been expensively, expensively, still paying off that student loan debt, testing the waters to see, like, where do I fit? And this love yourself inside out is like this running theme in my life. Like, it always keeps coming back to the self-confidence and the struggles I've had. So I've made yet another semi-expensive purchase. I mean, we're talking in the hundreds, so not thousands like the school loan, but in the hundreds. But it's this book called A Playbook. And the playbook is literally almost 200 pages all about me. It's a little ego boost right there, right? A book about me that I didn't have to write. It's like amazingness. But this book is written by somebody named Susan Elizabeth. And she is truly amazing person. Her gift in this world is to help others find their gifts and be authentic in how they you know, travel through their life. And she's in the UK. So I'm, I don't know, it's like fate of sorts that I got connected with her because I just had a call with her this week. So I woke up super early because UK is way ahead of us over here. Um, I woke up though super early to get on a call with her at 6 a.m. Central time. And that's like lunchtime in England where she is. But she just brightened my day. Like, it was one of the best starts I've ever had to a day. It was well worth me getting less sleep because I had a hard time falling asleep the night before because I was so excited to to see what I was going to learn. 
And she just, I don't know, helped clarify a lot of things for me because this book, this playbook of my life, I haven't even made it all the way through it yet. But it's like there's so much info, like beyond. I, it's so much, it's overwhelming because prior to getting this book, I had only heard of human design and I did like the quick Google search, you know, that anyone does, but I didn't really dive into like, what does it mean? Because I figured I didn't want to read wrong information out there. I wanted to be able to speak on this eventually, like legit and knowing what I'm talking about from somebody who has been living and practicing and guiding in human design, you know, for, I think she said like seven years. So she's totally well-practiced in it. But this book just tells you about who you're meant to be and how you're going to be that. And the info she asked up front was my full name, which I gave, um, city I was born in, the date I was born, and the time I was born. And so now you're thinking, okay, so she has all this info on you. She can totally Google you and then put stuff in your book. Doesn't work that way. None of the stuff that's in my book would have ever been something she could have Googled about me. You wouldn't get it in my social media. You wouldn't have seen it. It doesn't say, oh, you're going to be married forever or this is going to happen. Like It's none of that stuff. It's talking about how the energy flows through your body. So your gates that are within. So look that up. I'm not going to get into the technical terms because I don't know them all. I understand them enough for me to read and interpret my chart, but I am not qualified to tell you exactly how they work. But it talks about this energy flow through the gates and how it works. And then it also goes into a second part of like how your soul works and like what you're meant to do on this earth. And I mean, when I saw the cover, I about freaked out because the cover said bibliotech on it. It called me the bibliotech, which means librarian, which means that I need knowledge. I need to know things before I talk about them. I need to feel educated on them. I need to know both sides of the story or like all the details I can. So I'm not like giving bad info. And it's like that nailed me. Not only that, but I love books. Like I live and die by books. I live the stories as I'm reading them. I spend a lot of free time reading books, but it's like I am drawn to them. I've always had a special connection. And I think I've even spoken about it on an earlier podcast where it's like my grandma used to take me to the Redondo Beach Library so I could do the whole entire reading summer kids series within like a few condensed weeks. So that's like a ton of books in a short amount of time. And I eat it up. I love it so much, but it's like I'm this collector of knowledge and books. So the cover right away, I was like, okay, I get it. I know what this message is telling me. But as I started to dig in a little bit, it even talked about like gifts. And I'm going to get into gifts in a future podcast episode, actually the next one. So tune in to find a little bit more about that. But it really hones in on how to live in your gift, like your alignment being the right way. It also tells you like if you're slipping out of alignment into the negative side of things, what that feels like. And trust me, I resonated with that negative side more than I wished I would have when I read it. And I'm like, oh, that's a horrible trait. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I totally did that. Oh my gosh, that is me. And then there are times when I see the, the side that's more positive than the gift or not really more positive. It's more like transcending your gift. So you're outside of an experience 
and you're like transcending it, which is a little hard to comprehend. But, you know, it's like when you're in this other state of something, and I don't know that I've really transcended anything <laughs> in my life. I don't know there's a time that I would do that, but it explains like if you're going way beyond your gift, what that feels like as well. So didn't identify with that stuff as much, but I definitely identified with the gift section and like the not gift section. I'll just call it that because I don't like putting negative things out there, but definitely like, I don't know. I feel like she was in my life. Like she was watching me my entire life. There are so many things that were spot on. So not only did the cover get me, but then it talked about that I kind of can get into this negative side of me that when I'm not feeling good and I'm not authentic, I have this almost like I want to be them syndrome. And I actually, in my last episode, before I even spoke to her, so I recorded the episode last weekend, I spoke to her this last I think it was Thursday, and I'm recording again, like, the next weekend. So the timeline lays out like that. And last weekend, I actually spoke about this, like, needing to buy things and not liking my house when I lived in Wisconsin. Like, I brought up this example even of where I was so insecure with myself that I was jealous of the plates somebody else had in their house. Like, I wanted them to. I needed them. I wanted them. And I told you I never ended up buying them. But when I get into that dark place where I'm just like not feeling me and I'm just not aligned at all, it's like I need to buy other things. And I found out it's actually because I need to purchase things to calibrate with another person's energy. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy because there are definitely periods in my life when I've been at my most insecure that I was like, oh, if only I had this that they had, or their house has this in it. I wish my house had that too. It's always this looking and seeing something and thinking like, if I only bought that item, I'd be like them. And trust me, I've made purchases to keep up with, I don't know, the other Joneses, because I'm a Jones. I shouldn't be keeping up with anyone. It's not in my authentic self. I have never been a follower. You know, like my, at my core, I'm a leader. I'm okay with being my own leader and not necessarily leading others, but I don't need to follow people. Like, that's not my thing. I'm usually very okay with my uniqueness and stepping out, you know, outside of the norm or whatever people want to call that. You know, I'm okay with not being in the popular group or any of that stuff. But there are times in my life where all I want to do is be in that group. And I think a lot of us feel that way where we slip into these zones where we want to be with somebody else or be like somebody else. And I'm here to tell you, stop. No, it's not that easy. If it were, I wouldn't have been able to resonate with this whole, I want to be them versus me. But it's like when you're feeling good about yourself and you're able to pull yourself back into alignment, you can shut down like wanting to feel or be somebody else because you are what you need to be. You are here on this earth to be unique. You are here to be your genuine self. And you're bringing so much to the table exactly as you are today. Like if you never changed again, you're good. You're where you are. You're doing exactly what you need to do and who you need to be. So it's like we all need to figure out how to own that. 
I'm hoping through tuning into this podcast and me talking with you and hopefully like you sending me things on Instagram and letting me know what you're thinking, like I hope we can connect that way. So that way we're both achieving being okay with who we are in the moment exactly as we are. So I've totally had this I need to be somebody else syndrome through a few periods in my life. Definitely when I was in grade school, definitely had that. Like that was when I had a lot of like my first big dose of bullying and it was bullying at the time. And I know that's a very strong word. So I use it with a lot of awareness that I'm using it, but it definitely was a really rough period. And it made me realize like me as I was at the time didn't quite fit in. I wasn't doing enough to match everyone else. And I think that's where I got into this. I need to do stuff to match them. You know, whether it was the shoes they had or the lunchbox they had, like there are so many examples of little things. So I just can't. So I'm bringing somebody on who can, but it's like, you know, if they're asking you for a specific thing to match somebody else, maybe they're kind of in that mindset. You know, there might be something more going on around them. And just knowing from growing up, like, there were definitely times where, you know, I needed a certain jacket. I needed the certain this, like, these specific things that it was like I had to have them. And it was to keep up with others because I was feeling insecure. And, like, even if I had the certain jacket or shoes, I would have still not fit in. It's not a a thing. Sure, somebody might have said, hey, cool shoes. But, like, that's not going to change how they think about me. So, it's all this awareness. But I said, you know, grade school is like kind of like a pass, right? It's like you're young, you're not quite aware of how the world works yet. But it's like junior high, I really owned my stuff. Like I was in my own. I didn't really care anymore about being in the group. In fact, I did something that, you know, stood out from others. There was this thing with a trophy and smashing it and wanting to wear it as necklace. And I voted against this whole going, you know, breaking the trophy. Cause in my mind, I'm like, if you get second place, you get second place, but the team didn't feel we should. And anyway, like had to be this unanimous vote to smash this thing. I voted, I was one that voted against it. And, you know, there was a little bit of an uproar, right? I went against the popular decision. I went against the team and, you know, I weathered through it, still friends with people from the team. It wasn't like it was this life-altering, shattering thing. But yeah, it definitely took a little divot in my life. You know, it was like, okay, I did not do the popular thing. Some of the parents were like, hey, cool, you did that. But like, who wants to identify with the parents in junior high? Not me. But, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, I can lead my own path. I can be okay in my own skin. But there are moments when I fall the other way because then we get into the college thing where I totally was unaligned in ways, right? I was doing all the bad eating habits, not eating, working out too much, which was just leading me on this road downward, which like spikes, you know, in my early 20s, like maybe mid-20s even, it really spiked. And it's like, that's when it got really bad because then I did have money, right? I had my own money. I had a job. I was out of college. I could buy things. So I was trying to like, do things and say things and, you know, in a way I embellished my life in some ways too. I remember even in high school, I embellished my life a little like in the way I would say it like, oh, my place has its own entrance and exit. I mean, what place doesn't have an entrance and exit? (laughs) But it's like, 
I was trying to describe this where I was going to be living one summer. And I was telling somebody like, yeah, I have my own entrance and exit. Like, okay, girl, get a grip. Like everybody has a front door. Um, So when you say things like that and you do things like that to try to get a rise out of somebody or to impress them, it's not impressing them in the way that you think it is. It's coming off kind of like, you know, you're full of yourself in some ways. And I totally was. I, I admit guilt to that. I would say things to make myself feel better and to try to position myself higher than I needed to be. Like, you know, these were friends. These are people I still talk to today that I would say these things to. And thank goodness they didn't like, you know, judge me for it and write me off and be like, okay, who is she? Um, they understood, you know, I was going through a crazy time inside internally. And at that point, I don't think I had really learned how to vocalize it yet. I was just living these things, which is another thing that was in my playbook. So I was actually put on this earth to go through challenges so I could share them with others. I am not even kidding you. Like I can put the excerpt up at some point on my social where it says that, but no joke. And I asked her, I asked Susan when I was on the call, I'm like, am I interpreting this correctly? (laughs) Is this you know, the way this was meant to be, that I'm actually living life to go through these struggles and challenges so that way I can tell people about them and hopefully help them, you know, work through their stuff. And she's like, well, yeah, exactly. Like, you don't actually coach them through or like, you know, hold their hand and walk them through, but you share what you've been through so they can then figure it out like, oh, yeah, she went through that. I identify and move on. And the crazy thing about this is, so the timeline of when I learned about the playbook versus when I started this podcast, we're at like the same time. So they're parallel timelines. I went to a mastermind to learn about, you know, being magnetic and I don't know, just being a little more in tune with yourself and portraying the right you. So I went to this mastermind, heard about the playbook and human design, and it's like the mastermind that I went to told me about unlocking blocks and, you know, things that stop you in life. So I felt really blocked from starting this podcast and it felt so unachievable, but whatever went on in that mastermind and clicked in my head, like all of a sudden it was like, okay, I can do this. So a few weeks later, the podcast started. At the same time, I had heard about this playbook. And like I said, it it wasn't, you know, a few dollars. It was more of an investment. So I had to really think through the expense because I'm like, okay, I'm buying a book about me and it's going to be a few hundred dollars. Like, is that where I need to be investing my money right now? Have a pageant coming up, you know, all these large expenses. And I hadn't started the part-time job yet. So it was like, I was just spending without really having another way of income coming in yet to help support all this. So, you know, that was going on. So it took me a while, but it's like I started recording the podcasts and then the book I decided to order like toward the end of May. And I was in the June, mid-June, you know, arrival date of getting it. So all of this started happening at the exact same time. So it's not like I read the book and then started the podcast or somebody told me, oh, you're meant to do this. It's like, no, I started the podcast, ordered the book, read the book after I've been going on this podcast. And it's like, oh my gosh, I kept calling my husband. I'm like, Aaron, 
get over here. Like, look at this. Look what it says. This is me, isn't it? Like, am I reading this right? Like, I needed him to, like, validate because I kept getting, you know, the chills and, like, oh, my gosh, is this so true? And it's like, so, okay, I'm, I'm meant to go through these struggles, like, all the stuff that I've lived through, I guess, is really helping somebody else. And somehow my inner me, the low in me, remember, I told you that's, like, my inner empress, my guide, my you know, the flutter in your stomach, your gut, whatever you want to call it, was telling me I needed to share my stories. I've always felt really compelled to overshare. Like in some times of my life, I feel like I share way too much with the wrong person. You know, it's almost like I am an open book. Uh, I guess unkind of intended with the whole bibliotech reference, but I am. I overshare. I'll overshare with a boss. And I always like chastise myself after that. I'm like, oh, that is your boss. Like, what are you doing? Like, there needs to be a line. But somehow, I don't know. I have a very hard time. If I feel comfortable with you, or in this case, if I don't even see you while I'm talking, I feel very comfortable sharing everything. There's a few things I do keep close to the vest, but it's funny because I actually, another thing this book said is that I need to, you know, I need to gain, somebody needs to try to become friends with me before I become a friend with them. And it's kind of true. I am like a hermit. And that is actually a term that they use to describe me in this book, is that I'm a hermit. Wasn't like, oh, I kind of like hesitated on that one. But after talking to Susan, I was like, no, it does make a lot of sense. I am not one who's going to go up and approach somebody else. So I really do well, I might. There might be a weird case when I do it. If I'm really trying to push myself and like, you know, challenge myself to be outside of that little comfort box that I live in sometimes, you know, yes, I might do it. But or if I'm at work at work, I have like an alter ego, like the professional Lauren is out there and she's, you know, doing what she needs to do to get business done at work. But in my natural state, in my, you know, out in the wild life, when I'm just being me, no, I'm not going to be the one to run up to somebody in the grocery store unless I really like something they have on. I'll be like, hey, girl, you look great. But otherwise, I'm going to not, you know, introduce myself. I'm not going to be the center of attention. I'm not going to do all these things. I think I told you I had to pull out my inner Allison to network because I'm so uncomfortable in those situations. So in a way, yes, I am a hermit. I need somebody to drag me out a little bit. But once they do, it's like, hey, you have access to everything. It's like I rip open the jacket. And I'm like, hey here's Lauren, here's Lo, what do you want to know? You know, and it's kind of funny that I do that because I am so comfortable about it. And I know it could make my family members or friends even sometimes uncomfortable that I'm sharing things about them. And they hear it later because I haven't given anybody really a heads up that I've talked about them on here. It's like, if they tell me they heard it, then I'm like, oh, great, so you know. But even, you know, when I've talked about family, they find out the same way all of you do when they are tuning in. Um, and then, you know, I usually get a text or a phone call. But so far, so good. So they'll learn about it, you know, as I'm talking about it. So I think like I'm going to and I'm not blaming the divorce at all. So don't get me wrong when I say this, but I think the divorce started a little bit more of my uncomfortableness just because at the time, divorce wasn't that big. Like now I think it's a lot bigger and I don't know the stats on it. I don't know how much it's grown or any of that. But just from me like seeing, I think it's way more popular now. But when I was in grade school, it wasn't so much. 
And it's like, I kept seeing all these families together. So I think I really longed like a family together. So I think that started a little bit of where my imposter syndrome happened. <clears throat> Not that I thought the divorce was a bad thing. You know, I, I strongly agree if people aren't meant to be together, they shouldn't be together, right? Because we're all here to live genuine, authentic lives and be happy and prosper and grow and do all these awesome things. And how can you share your gift with the world if you're like hating your situation or if you're struggling in your situation? Like we all have been through struggles and hating certain things that have happened. And you know, you're down, you're just not yourself. You're acting out of character. You're probably getting pretty exhausted. And so I think though, that's where it started. And it wasn't because my parents got divorced. It was just because I felt like other people's parents didn't. That makes sense. And I think that's probably one of the like the first times. And again, that was in grade school. So that explains this all kind of starting in grade school. But, you know, in the end, I have divorced parents. Big deal. I'm still able to get authentic in my skin. I've been through bullying. I've been through standing against the crowd. I've been through all these things that have, you know, left marks on my life and definitely impacted me. But I'm still able to be positive. I'm still able to contribute. I've, you know, it's taken a lot of work. I'm not going to lie. Like getting my self love to where it is today, to where I'm comfortable as I am, has been huge. And that's why this podcast helps me a lot. So even if nobody listened, like I'd still do it because it helps me work through things. But it's a constant reminder, or me being able to talk about these things reminds me of, you know, what my story is and how I got to where I am and that I did accomplish a huge thing. Like I accomplished being able to love myself again after times of like truly hating myself. Again, I don't use this one lightly either. Same with bullying. Those are not lightly used words in my vocabulary, but I did. I hated myself for a good period. And, you know, I've taken so many steps to like move away from that and get more comfortable. I do think age had something to do with it. You know, as I've gotten older, my perspective has gotten wider. But I realized, like, who cares if other people like me? You know, if I'm just me and they like me, that's awesome. If they don't like who I am, why I'm being me, then it's probably better we're not friends. So when you're thinking about this, you know, and who you are and how you want to be, it's like, dig in to that playbook of your life. Think through those significant and like maybe even minor things that may seem insignificant to others, but think through all those situations and what you've been through and like the positive that came out of them. What did you learn from it? How did you grow with it? And like, what do you do with it today? Do you let it, you know, be your narrative? Are you letting it tell your story or are you owning that piece? You've got it filed in your memory so you know like what to do when that's happening again. If it ever comes up or if a friend or family is going through something similar, you can help them. But what are you doing with it? Are you keeping it stored away? You've got awareness and you're, you know, living your life. You're writing the narrative. You're telling your story. You're being genuine. Or are you totally ignoring that it ever happened and, you know, kind of glossing over that part and not sharing that? Because when you're not being vulnerable and you're trying to, like, gloss over, that's when those little, like, hey, I have my own entrance and exit, you know, do you? All those little, like, one-up things happen. That's when that happens because 
you're trying not to be genuine. You're trying not to admit something bad happened. But when you admit it, it's freeing. Trust me, it is freeing. It's like weight gets lifted off the shoulders. You stand a little taller. You know, you might smile a little bigger. Your eyes might glitter a little more when you're doing certain things. Like all that positiveness radiates. People around you feel it. It becomes contagious. So you feel even more kind of like you start surrounding yourself in this positive bubble. And when new things happen that may not align with you or, you know, may feel a little bad or whatever, it's like you can handle them a little better. You've got your past knowledge. You've acknowledged it's happened. You're accepting of the situation, but you've got tools. You've got techniques, how to move through it because you've lived it before. So it's all about learning and growing and practicing and keeping and doing. All this said, the playbook, which I'm going to have to clearly do another episode about it once I like read more and learn more. So many things are spot on. It's eerily crazy that it's like that because I don't know. It's just it's so weird how many coincidence, I guess not coincidences it is about me. So how many things are just resonating and in ways. So I'm hoping to embrace it and be able to step more into my power and use my gifts and keep myself from going to that negative side that I've slipped into far too many times. But if you don't have the resources or the budget to get a book like this, you can do human design online. There's lots of things. So if you're interested in just looking into it more, it's a really cool practice and I definitely want to learn more about it. So I'm just letting you know, you can check stuff out online. You don't have to buy a book at all. But the gift part, That's what this is all about, right? The human design, the playbook, learning about yourself is so you can have your gifts and share it with the world. So tune in next time because I am going to walk through gifts and how we can share those and put them out there for others to benefit plus yourself. So enjoy your week. This is Lo signing out this week on the Love Yourself Inside Out podcast. That was your weekly dose of self-love with me, Lo. Want more? Tune in next week and connect with me on Instagram at Mrs. Lauren Elizabeth Jones. Send me a DM. Let me know what you want to hear, what you think, and we'll talk about it all. Join me on the next Love Yourself Inside Out podcast.